0: This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by Ruining Your Childhood Aren't the Roald Dahl books great? My favourite's Matilda And his favourite was Mein Kampf Yep, old Roald Dahl was wildly anti-Semitic Childhood ruined, you're welcome
1: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence This is The Chaser Report
2: Hello and welcome to the Chester Report for Friday the 13th of August. Not sinister at all, but it's not a coincidence, perhaps, Charles, that today the lockdown extended to all kinds of other places. Dubbo, extra LGAs in Sydney, lockdown even harder, and it's even come to Canberra, Charles.
3: That's right. I thought Friday the 13th was supposed to be bad luck, but it's hit Canberra.
2: Well, one of our writers would beg to differ, I suspect. Uh, John Delmenico writes, a lot of the... Chaser.com.au stories, among other things. I think we can call him our Canberra correspondent. We can.
4: Yeah. God. Yeah. Hi, guys. How's it going? How's it
2: going where you are? We're used to this shit.
4: It's a lot. It's the first time I think I've ever seen people my age pay attention to the news. I've genuinely had texts asking about vape shops.
3: And so did you go out hoarding toilet paper yesterday?
4: I tried to because I needed to because I do my shopping on Thursdays. (laughs) Really? But the issue was... I literally couldn't get to the stores.
3: Oh, really? There was that much hoarding?
4: There was so much traffic, oh, and then I right. didn't want to drive all the way around Cam trying to find one shop that sells toilet paper. Oh, no. In fact,
3: what you'll find uh, is that you'll find yourself wanting to go and buy, go to the supermarket more often because it's the only fucking thing you are allowed to
4: do. Yeah, it is weird that we've learned literally nothing from every other city going into lockdown the last year. <laughs> we straight away went to panic buying, and then we're already freaking out about stuff that's not going to be an issue.
3: Well, if there are any Canberrans who are lacking in toilet paper, uh, I, I should just plug chasershop.com. We do sell toilet paper on that website. No,
2: you shouldn't. So
3: uh, You, you should,
2: profiteer. You should
3: totally. It's only twenty one ninety five for a pack of four. So With last
2: year's jokes printed on
3: it. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, if you
4: want is. to wipe your ass with my jokes... Yeah. It's that's an available option,
2: <laughs> but isn't Canberra a wonderful place to be in lockdown? There's so much fresh air and open spaces and parks. I mean, you'd barely notice, wouldn't you, with the lovely outdoors
4: that you all enjoy the lifestyle? I mean, barely gonna notice because there's not much to do here anyway. <laughs> you said it, not us. One of our main attractions is going to the War Memorial, which is a great thing to do, but not like a fun night out.
2: No, I think it's a bit bleak for lockdown to go to the Warm War Memorial. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I went to the Sydney one yesterday, actually. Um and no, it didn't help my state of mind at all. I was walking around Hyde Park in Sydney, and yeah, it just made me think about all the death and destruction and tragedy that was uh, largely needless. Which um, I guess I already was thinking about. So
4: keep it keep upbeat, John. Keep upbeat. I'm excited because I saw some of the footage that's coming out of people panic buying without masks on. Generous was literally now like confirmed as one of the COVID hotspots.
2: I thought the ACT was very efficiently run. I thought you were the one beacon of good civic government.
4: Well, to be fair, our government can also get overruled at any time by the federal government. And that's not oh. like, that's not a power that you want in a state parliament.
2: <laughs> no, that's the one thing that has, has basically saved all of the states is being able to ignore ScoMo.
4: The worst part is we, we were excited because we we're going to have two weeks without Barnaby Joyce. Mm. But now we're locked down as well, so we can't go out and enjoy that. Yes. Oh,
3: dear. So you're squandering the whole opportunity that you've got. The only thing
4: we can do here is grow weed while we're in lockdown.
2: Oh, what are you worried about? If Canberrans can just grow weed to get through this, you won't even notice a week.
4: Yeah, I do plan to get a lot into gardening. Can you still stockpile fireworks? And porn? Porn, yes. I think fireworks is no longer an option.
2: Yeah. Canberra's awesome, except for the politicians, i.e. Oh, dear. Well, look, um, what do we say to patronize people who are in lockdown? Yeah. fresh, Charles, I've forgotten. You got this, John. You got this.
4: Woo, it's my first time getting told that.
3: Um, and and remember, we're all in this together,
2: okay? Oh, I definitely remember that part. Yeah. All right. Well, keep writing articles and channel your misery into content. That's what Charles has been doing. Yeah, that's
3: great. It's actually really good news. Uh, so coming up on the show, we're, we've actually got an exclusive interview with Barnaby Joyce. So that's amazing. pretty huge. Plus, uh, Alex has uncovered some amazing, very disturbing emails
2: from Donald Trump. And Nina Ayama has a very embarrassing story from work. But first, let's go to Rebecca Dean in the Chaser Newsroom.
1: The nation's parliament has been plunged into lockdown after Canberra recorded its first COVID case in 100 days. With the parliament now essentially non-functional, experts say the country now runs the very real risk of being competently managed. Barnaby Joyce has slammed suggestions that the Australian government should act on climate change, claiming that money would be better spent on $80 million worth of non-existent water. Mr Joyce said that regional areas were being hit nowadays with an increasing number of droughts and bushfires, so it didn't make any sense to burden them with a climate policy. Baby boomers around Australia have begun hoarding all the stocks of the AstraZeneca after it was decided to allow people under the age of 40 to get the vaccine. But boomers have defended their actions, pointing out that they're happy to rent out the vaccines to young people for the right price. That's the latest chaser news you can't trust. I'm Rebecca De Unamuno, and I'm looking forward to spending the weekend at home.
5: Finding your perfect home was hard.
0: The Chaser Report is sponsored by Ruining Your Childhood. Don't you love Lion King? I bet you love it even more when you remember that Nala and Simba are technically cousins. Hakuna Matata to incest. Also, it's literally just Hamlet with lions, isn't it?
3: So, Gabby, Alex has been uh, running around and he's all very excited because he's discovered something about the Olympics that he thinks no one else knows about.
6: The Olympics has been around forever. What could there possibly be left to discover?
7: Well, let's find out, Alex. So what's going on? Um, yeah, there's a there's a bit of a story, a secret story about the Olympics that only a few secret news channels like Fox News know about. Oh. So apparently, for some reason this year, a lot of the athletes were kind of underperforming. Now, before I tell you why they're underperforming, could you think of maybe a glaring issue about this particular Olympic Games <laughs> that might be a struggle for some athletes? <laughs> Why they uh, might not be in peak performance. I don't would know. They,
6: maybe like, pfft, oh, like, I mean, it's pretty far away to travel for most people to Japan, isn't Japan. it?
7: Japan. Japan's famously yeah. far away from every other country.
6: Yeah.
3: W- would the fact that they haven't been allowed outside for the last nine months be, be any sort of impediment to their well, training regime?
7: See, that's what I originally thought. I was like, mm. surely that's the reason. But no, uh, Fox News has found the real reason. And it's, oh. it's actually that they're too woke.
8: Go woke and go broke, or in the case of the Summer Olympics, get woke and lose, folks. I would never root against the United States of America in any capacity, but apparently, the popularized and glorified culture of wokeism and victimhood may not be beneficial to the athletic prowess or performance of our USA athletes. <laughs>
3: that, that is incredible. So, so the, it's the idea is that sport has become too left-wing, and that, and and what's that? Because they all want to share the spoils of victory or something like that, there's no
7: incentive to win. Is that I mean, I I think you're thinking about this way too deeply for Fox News. I don't think they're looking into like the repercussions of of egalitarianism in sport. I think it's simply like the colour of an athlete's hair means that they're gonna play worse. Uh, Yes, Um, because
3: because they spend all their time in the shower, you know, changing the colour of their hair. Exactly. Or the hair salon. Have you, have you
6: ever dyed your hair? Charles?
3: No, I've never dyed my hair. I just realised like, the way you... <laughs> in the shower,
6: it's like just <laughs> such, a, <laughs> I
3: don't
6: know, such an anti-good thing to do when you're dyeing your hair.
3: You put on the shampoo or something, don't you? Uh, you
6: it's in the no? name, Charles. It's dye. You put dye on your hair <laughs> and then you wait a bit. It's, it's irrelevant to this conversation, but that's no. something we have to pick up later because that's interesting <laughs> to me. But well, you, you know...
3: Fine to you, for you to talk about hair when you've got some. Yeah, Maybe a little bit of sensitivity here, Gabby. Sorry. Anyway, is that the reason? Is it? Is it because they're spending too much time?
7: Well, n- no, no. I mean, like that, that could be the reason. But what? What? They're just interested in in proof. They want to show you when someone's being woke, and they want to show you them losing. So there's a, there's a perfect example here.
8: You know, it all started with that ultra embarrassing loss, a shutout for the USA women's soccer team, losing to Sweden 3-0 after taking a knee to protest what Megan Rapinoe and pals explained as racism, discrimination and inequality.
7: Right. So you see, they take the knee and then yes. they lose. It's like, it's causation.
3: Yes, because, because how can you run when you're sitting on your knee? <laughs> exactly. But is it, so what's the thing? Is it too distracting? Is that the thinking? Is it like they're all distracted by the racism? And I, if they just sort of put up with the racism, then they'll be better athletes. They'd be better just, athletes. Just like
7: all the great athletes in, in history. Yeah. Muhammad
3: Ali, famously <laughs> non political, <laughs> brilliant boxer. <laughs>
7: what do you reckon is the wokest um, sport? Because they, they also have this title in Fox News. There, there's one sport that's just so much woker than the rest, and it's really causing trouble for, for America's. Gold medal aspirations. Well, I'm guessing it's not shooting.
6: Discus. Just because its name is weird. <laughs> Discus. <laughs>
3: it'll, be, it'll be something like skateboarding. It'll be something modern because they hate modernness.
7: You'd, you'd be surprised. Here's, here's what Fox News thinks.
8: Same goes for USA men's basketball, the largest group of whiny social justice activists the Olympics has seen in decades.
3: Is that because a lot of them are black? Is that, is that <laughs> that's exactly is that, why? Is that just code word yeah. for our mostly black basketball team? And so and so the idea is that the basketballers are a bunch of whiny winy This is, feels so much like a Firth report. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Twenty years ago, I had this character. Just, it's
6: your fault, Charles. This
3: is literally a script. <laughs> this is a script out of that fucking the winy whiny basketball team.
7: They, they yeah. also won gold. These six-foot-eight the giants are such wingers and whiners.
6: <laughs> Satire becomes reality, yeah.
7: It's impossible to satirise. That's the issue no. as well. They just do it so much better than, than we ever could. I mean, it wasn't oh, just yeah. Fox News. Um, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you've heard much from Trump recently, but I get, I get all his emails. And he weighed in on the sporting issue as well. I want to read some of his emails. If our soccer team headed by a radical group of leftist maniacs wasn't woke, they would have won gold medal instead of bronze. The woman with the purple hair played terribly and spends too much time thinking about radical left politics <laughs> and not doing her job. I wish, I wish listeners could see the expression on Gabby's face. I, I,
6: I don't I never liked sport anyway. Can, can I, can
3: I, sorry, can I, just, can I just say, let's just think for a moment. Let's just enter the world of Trump and, and all this Fox News. God. What if they're correct? What if they're correct? What if it's true? What if everything that they're saying is true and that actually the reason why the soccer team didn't win (laughs) was because they dyed their hair? And that is actually...
6: I mean, I suppose I spent the last three years of my high school career with, like, pink and red and blue hair Mm. and I didn't play a single sport the moment I dyed it. There you go. So, I mean, I can't disprove the theory. Yes. I think there's
7: a lot of evidence. Well, it's not just about the hair. It's just... thinking about politics in general makes you a bad athlete. And, um, mm. you know, I'm personally not a healthy human being by any criteria, but I honestly blame my engagement with a chaser for why I'm not an athlete. <laughs> Since I've been on this show talking about politics, it's just oh. it's it's ruined my chances of Olympic fame.
6: That's why You're we're t- all so unfit. Yeah.
3: You're totally right. Like the reason why I don't have any abs and, and a chiseled torso <laughs> is because I'm on the fucking chaser. Yeah, that's exactly.
6: it. That's exactly. the reason. Although I will say the reason for your hair loss is also the chaser. Stress can cause such things, Charles.
3: Can I just say, like, surely if this were true at all, then there would be no woke athletes in the American team because they would have all lost to right-wing brilliant sports people. As they were trying out for the Olympics.
7: It, it makes no logical sense. Uh, it's Yeah, it's it's completely insane. But also, like, this is, in retrospect, like they did this during the Olympics. At the end, all of these teams essentially won gold. So it's <laughs> unless the rest of the world is more woke, I mean, this is something I haven't considered. It's, well, I think there's a lesson here for the
3: Australian team, which is I think we should add an extra criteria to our selection process, which is that every competitor has to agree to drone strike a third
7: world country uh, as part of their trials. And if they don't do that, then uh, they don't get into the Olympics. I'm worried that drone striking third world countries is exactly the kind of incentive that teaches people to run very fast. (laughs) Um, So I think you're just (laughs) training more athletes.
3: (laughs) Certainly the Afghan Olympic team would
5: win everything.
6: Oh, God, we just sent like 65 emails to the company.
5: Finding your perfect home was hard.
0: The Chase Report is brought to you by Ruining Your Childhood. Did you know that the boy who played Anakin Skywalker had a breakdown because he was relentlessly bullied because of that film? As if the prequels weren't bad enough already. Still better than the Last Jedi, am I right? I don't. I don't have many friends. Now it's been a big couple
3: of weeks for Barnaby Joyce. Last week uh, he was accused of being drunk in Parliament, and then this week uh, he had to quarantine. Uh, and disappeared from Parliament for a while, uh, apparently because there was an outbreak of COVID in Armidale or something. Is that right, Sander?
0: Yeah, I've heard a few different rumours about why he's not in Parliament, but luckily enough, we've got him on the program today and we're going to investigate.
3: Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, we've got the Deputy Prime Minister, Barnaby Joyce, on the line. Barnaby Joyce, thanks for joining us. Um, good morning, Fran, and good morning to listeners. Actually, my name isn't Fran, it's Charles. Now, I've heard you're not wanting to join the parliamentary pub crawl this afternoon. What's uh, going the on? The reason why is because nobody is telling us exactly what's involved in the plan.
0: But, Mr Joyce, don't you head the pub crawl planning subcommittee of Parliament House?
3: <coughs> yeah, I do. And isn't the sole purpose of that committee to plan pub no, no, hang on. we don't actually come
4: up with a plan. Other competent people
3: come up with a plan.
0: Then how come last week an email was sent around saying that the plan was to drink 20 shots of vodka and 50 schooners of beer, like normal?
3: To the technical details which you've tried to trap me on, if you're going to just make an arbitrary claim, oh, we'll get to 2050, that's fine, but you've got to understand that in as you go down this process, exactly, exactly... Uh, what is the cost and who is paying it.
2: But I thought the whole
3: point of a pub crawl is that you should be able to drink as much as you like. Uh,
9: Anything is moral. Anything is allowed.
3: Can you understand why people are very upset that you're not coming on the pub crawl? I cannot afford to. Understand I borrowed money that... that My children, grandchildren, possibly great-grandchildren have to pay back.
0: Okay, but is it true that George Christensen was offering to cover your tab if you attended the crawl? Uh, If you have had George on your program and
3: met George, you you would know the likelihood of that is near zero. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Barnaby Joyce, thanks for your time.
1: The Chaser Report. Less news, less often.
2: It's time now to check in once again with Nina Ayama. And Nina... You've given up on turning up to work in person, is that right?
9: Yes, I mean I haven't given up. Partially, it is the the novel coronavirus, as yeah. it were. It's been doing a lot of helping helping me stay at home a lot. Hmm. But yeah, I I am terrified of the world opening back up because I don't want to go back to work.
3: Why? Because
9: I recently accidentally caused some drama there, and I'm too afraid to show my face.
2: Really? Oh no. So that's one particular workplace.
9: It is. I won't say where it is, although you can probably guess. Well, I was invited back to work there recently and I actually said no. And the reason is, is last time when I was working there, is that I accidentally spread a rumour, like by complete accident, and it got back to the person. Wow. (laughs) But it wasn't like a mean rumour. But there was also like another reason, which is prior to this rumour being spread, accidentally how do you
3: accidentally spread a rumor
9: well you're about to find out <laughs> okay. this is an idiot's guide to accidentally spreading rumors <laughs> okay. but what had happened was I was working with this person and she had kind of like done a few things that had made my life a little bit harder she'd worked on like the production side of things and like when it came to like traveling she like hadn't booked or paid for hotels and she did all this stuff that was kind of like I do think if you arrive in the middle of nowhere at like 11 p.m at night and the company that's paid you to fly out to that place, hasn't paid for your hotel. It's like a, just an extra level of stress.
2: I don't think that that's um, sort of unreasonable prema donna behavior to turn up at a place at 11pm and go, yeah, accommodation, that'd be a useful thing to have. It was
9: very, it was very stressful. And then prior to that as well, I had like, cause I'd been catching the bus to work and I like sometimes had to bring costumes, but this person like would not tell me what kind of costume to, like she wouldn't provide just like bring everything and when i got there they were like oh no the costume brief was that you wear all black and so i was a little bit like annoyed at this person but that's not why i spread the rumor the rumour was completely incidental. So
2: hang on, Nina. So you're so you're there with like all kinds of outlandish costumes and there's like...
9: Yeah, and then I get to <laughs> set and the director's like, no, just wear the shirt that you came in. So there's just like a few things like that that were a mm. little bit like, oh, it would have been better if someone had communicated to me or like made things clear when I asked. Charles, I think
2: it's fair to say that this is not great. nana no, N- yeah. has got a point at this, <laughs> yeah. I okay. Thank you for
9: validating because I feel like it. Whenever I talk about it, I'm like, I'm like, this is such an asshole thing to say, no. but also like. But I,
3: I, I presume that the person that you're complaining about was employed to do things like book accommodation and tell you exactly what you needed to wear. Like that is literally that that person's job.
9: That is true. I will say this person is really nice though. It's like one of those people that when yeah. they slip up, you're like, oh, I can't, yeah. I can't say anything. Um. So basically, I had a few more incidents like that had happened with this person. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I will finally say something. Maybe I'll just, I'll just like kindly and like, just, you know, patiently explain and not make a big deal of it. So I, I was like ging myself up. And on the day that I planned to do it, this girl came to work and she had the same haircut as me. And I, I like was talking to my friend. And I was like, like, did she copy my undercut? Like I just kind of said it uphandedly, oh. but then the person that I told then told another person, like, yeah, Nina thinks um, this girl's copping her hair. And this rumour <laughs> went around the office. And so I couldn't say anything about the small errors in the production oh, process that yeah. she made. Because I was going to out to be an asshole. And then she confronted me later oh, on no, the night no. of recording. Yeah. And she was like, Nina, I've had this undercut. For three years. Oh, no. And I just heard from the other production person, you've only had yours for six months. (laughs) And uh, I was so humiliated that I um, can never return to my workplace ever again.
2: I think this goes much deeper. I think this is much sinister. I think she's trying to replace you. She wants to be Nina Ayama.
9: Oh my god! She, you now that you mentioned it, she did have a black T-shirt on the day that I was called for a black T-shirt.
2: <gasps> no, look, I I must
3: say, Nina, I think you're right to be embarrassed. I think I think what you did was just you're the worst person in the world, and I I really honestly like if I'd done something like that, I would definitely consider. Emigrating. Forever. I should just
9: end it all. Hey, I should just go to yeah. Liverpool and lick all the hand railings and yes. you know, get it. But um yeah, I, I feel really awful about that situation. But I shouldn't have made a joke about her stealing my haircut. This is what the lesson is, I think, is like if somebody comes to work with the exact same hair as you and you've never seen that before, yes. don't assume that it's a new haircut.
3: See, this is this is a rule that men learn very early on when they go out with women. Which is that you just never ever comment on anything, especially in terms of looks, because it will always be wrong.
2: You say that I I was going to chip in because Charles actually copied my haircut.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm slowly copying Dom's haircut. Yeah, I mean, I was the
2: first one, uh, you know, in, in the podcast to go extremely bald. Yeah. And Charles is—I mean—you're trying to hide it now with a kind uh, of overcut.
9: Why would you should copy it? Dom? Why would you do it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> why didn't you? Yeah.
9: Why don't? Why did you just grow hair on your head? No, just kidding. Sorry. Ah, sorry.
2: You need an Ayama undercut, Charles.
9: That yeah. would look amazing but,
2: with an
3: undercut. Well, no. As the expert on haircuts, uh, Nina, should I just shave it all off?
9: I is don't it? know, man. No. Do what you want. I think it's people keep asking me this. Men that are balding keep asking me this, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm not the arbiter of your mm. destiny, like. If you think you look good bald, then do it. If you don't.
3: But you never know. You don't know. Yes, you can. You,
2: you don't know and you can never go back. So
3: Maybe
9: you should, like, get a bald cap and just try <laughs> it out for a day, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Charles, I looked like you in the first lockdown because I didn't ha- ha- have a haircut for three months. Yes. And it was awful. Shave it off, you idiot. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm going to shave it And, Nina, next time, what then, you should uh, do is go back to work at the ABC, I mean, go back to work at the mysterious place that we're not naming (laughs) and shave your head like Charles and then see if this assistant person then goes and shaves her head. I bet she does.
3: Now, you'll probably get lots of sympathy out of that if you shave your head. You
2: turn up with a shaved head.
9: Why? I think it would look like I had a nervous breakdown. (laughs) Nina,
2: on the upside, you are always very welcome on this podcast because you can absolutely guarantee that Charles and I don't even have the means of copying your ACAS.
5: <laughs> Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com
0: This Chaser Report is powered by ruining your childhood. You ever wonder why the puppet in E.T. is so lifelike? Well, that's because it wasn't actually a puppet. It was really a legless, 12-year-old boy in a costume. Ah, now we're all sad.
2: Well, it's Friday, team, so it's time to look at the reviews that have been left on Apple Podcasts. Yay! Do you want the good news or the bad news?
6: Well, There's bad news with this?
2: The bad news is that there's only one. The good news is that it's five stars from Alan Jones Fan of the Australian Horizons Foundation – (laughs) <laughs> Love your work and great to see Alan Jones on board.
6: Nice. Yes. Nice.
2: It was good to have Alan. I, it, it goes either way, doesn't it? Either it's a person who um, loves the podcast and understands that Alan Jones is played by Dan Illich and finds that very funny. Or it's a genuine Alan Jones fan yeah. who didn't get the joke.
3: Well, I have a feeling that might be more lucrative because the old gullible audience. I mean, that is who advertises want, isn't
2: it? That's a good point. Maybe we should start a podcast with Dan being Alan, but like yes. without ever admitting it's a
6: joke. I don't, yes. I don't think think you have the pay bracket for that, guys. That's <laughs> That true. costs money. Because not is... only would that be like work that's taxing, that no, would be emotional labor. We, we
3: would be making money, Gabby, because everyone would advertise with us. We'd that's... have Harvey Norman, we'd have Commonwealth Bank, we'd have all those advertisers who advertise with Alan Jones. They'd say, oh, wow, there's this new Ellen Jones
2: podcast.
6: All you need to say to get that funding is say that we're a community radio station. How
2: are we not a community radio station yet? Let's do that. Let's become a community radio station. Anyway,
3: as a special treat, tomorrow now I know it's all been a bit depressing uh, the last few days of just a us but yeah I mean as a special treat tomorrow we've actually got a very hopeful interview with katan joshi uh, who's an environmental journalist um, and is running us through all the results of the 3900 page uh, ipcc report wow uh, the ipcc report is one of the most depressing reports you'll ever read like it's basically it's all death and destruction but the interview like in the interview he's actually quite hopeful about what some of the figures mean in terms of our ability to turn the corner. It's, it's, it is genuinely worth listening to. And also we've got this other fuckwit on the show called uh, Craig rukas
2: Oh, yeah. He directed yeah. a movie. I mean, yes. God, if we it, didn't already feel inferior enough to him. Oh, Craig, we haven't directed a movie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I just had a little bit of time in
6: between the incredibly
2: successful TV series and anyway. D-
3: Gabby, do you have any overachieving friends who you secretly hate?
6: None. I don't really have Many friends. I've got got like four, and I mean, we're it, all equally shit. So i good think things, Oh, that's good. The yeah,
3: good thing about working
2: fine. with us, Gabby, is that Charles and I are never going to intimidate you with our success.
6: <laughs> what do you mean intimidate? No, it fuels yeah. me. Again, I, I, this whole week I've decided I'm taking over the company one yeah. bit at a time. <laughs> that's good. Someone needs to.
2: When we I talk know. like this, it does make it sound as though um, we're not proud of this product. Because people are still listening to this at the end of the podcast. They clearly yeah, like boy. it. Um, the numbers are going great. We really yes. appreciate it. We've had a lot of interesting guests, and I'm actually loving this job. I just want to leave it the week on a positive note. Yes. I really enjoyed doing this podcast, except for when I have to talk to Craig.
6: Fair, fair.
2: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We always enjoy reading them on the Friday episode. Be nice to have more than one next week. Um, our gear is from road Microphones, and we're part of the Acast Creator Network. Catch you next week, and don't forget to check the feed tomorrow. See ya. Bye.